Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A grain of rice. A grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. How y'all doing, lads? Good morning to you. Bit of rain creeping in there to, to the second phase of, of lockdown this morning here in County Clare, anyway. Uh, delighted to be joined by the lads. We have the, the full shooting match here today. Uh, we have Larry at base on sound and will give us massive insights into how the uh, Dan Breen Cup is won in Tipperary. Uh, Mark is at home in Killa and TJ is in work in Limerick City, as usual. I'll tell you, doesn't miss a day by in there. He's in the office. That background there is always the same. It's very, very, very solid. Lads, a month ago last Sunday, John Horn was on with Desi Cahill on the Sunday game. I presume it was recorded probably from the Friday or the Saturday, but... In early, I suppose the general feeling was we were praising him for coming out with a definite statement. Landers, will you quite know the children? <laughs> we on the window. He's three and a half. He's up in the plinth and he's banging the window to get in. He's out fucking <laughs> yeah. ball. He's out fucking ball. He's playing the big ball there on football. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it somehow. But like, there's no doubt about it, lads. I suppose you know when we chatted maybe that week or the week after, we 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 were praising Horn. I suppose in one way for finally someone in the GA was making a statement on the thing. And you know while there was social distancing going on, there could be no foreseeable start to Championship hurling. And I suppose here we are, like four weeks and kind of three days on, and we have a roadmap. You know we we have pitches open. No, I think they should be up and now, to be honest with you, because I think there's a lot of stuff going on. Maybe hooky pookies, what I'm hearing anyway. But like, that we're going to have full contact from the 20th of July, that the GA have told us that. Um, you know, and we have a, a roadmap where we have 11 weeks for our club championships, and then we'll have our All Ireland championships, let's call them, be they in provincial form or whatever they decide. Um, on the 17th of September, yeah, or October, excuse me, with county training allowed to resume on the 14th of September. Yeah. So that's all changed really, isn't it? Sorry, has I suppose in some, some respects, Anthony, um, I suppose the GA have brought out their own roadmap now, reflecting the, something similar to what the government have, have brought out. So, and, and TJ, you'll come in on this as well, but like, I suppose from the 9th of June or yesterday, um, you know, groups, I mean, the government allowed groups of 15, you know, congregate, whether it's in parks or whether it's in community fields, which is a big thing down, I suppose, down in Cork. So there are a good number of community fields in, in Cork. Um, so there are allowing groups of 15, no temperature control, social distancing is to be observed. And this was the big thing from a GA perspective is that the, the lads aren't insured, which then leads us on to another question really is, should the fields actually be opened up? Because we've opened up the walkways, in the in in our own fields, so what's stopping lads actually going into the field and jumping the wire and and groups of fifteen within within the within the field? So maybe there's an insurance issue there that Croke Park have got to look at. Maybe the players aren't insured, but like surely, Mark, can I just ask you on that? If just say when we open and the walkways are open, right? And just say you're a member of the club and yourself and the missus who's a member of the club. Go off for a walk in the walkway and kill her. If you have yeah, one, we, do, yeah. Yeah. We, we don't have one. Can we, we watch him at the Marasida last week there. He was videoing live from Killer. The last time I saw him, he was out with the lifeboats in, in Kilroy. Well, he, Himself and your man there. What's the other flesh? Uh, oh, the, 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 the beard, Brendan something, is it? Okay, the comedian. 
Yeah, I have the two the show the show they do together. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last time I saw him, he was off off Kilrush on a boat. <laughs> I'd say about at about three fucking life boys hanging yeah. off him because he can't swim a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you if you rolled your ankle, Mark, just say you went jogging or something on the walkway and you rolled your ankle and you did ligament damage, are you covered as a member or a member, a full paid up member of your club? Are you, are you is your insurance covering you for that? Well, walkway? I'm almost certain that I'll well, look, all GA clubs have public indemnity anyway, Anthony, because you, whether you're a member or you're a non-member, you could be coming in to watch a match and stuff like that, and you could roll your ankle or break your leg, and you may not be a member of a club at all. So does the public indemnity would, would cover the club in that scenario. But I would put it this way, the fact that all those facilities were locked down until yesterday, I think if you rolled your ankle three days ago, you wouldn't be covered because the facility isn't supposed to be open. And that... That in there is where the problem is then from a player's perspective going into a field saying, no, the fields are still not open, so you're not allowed into that field because it's it's, it's GA property. Okay. I've been hearing all sorts of stories about teams training since Saturday, Sunday. I don't know, TJ, have you heard any anecdotal stuff? I'm not going to name names or, or anything like that. I'm not saying, but um, be they in community pitches, I've heard a couple of stories about teams blatantly flouting rules and, and going into pitches as well um, from a couple of different counties. But um, I don't know if you've heard any of that sort of stuff, TJ, or, or you know. Yeah, no, I have, Dale. And, and it's a bit like like since, since COVID started at the start of the year, I think these mixed messages has been kind of part and parcel of each part of the course. Um, I have heard of a team who trained the other night and there was a good group there, I think about 31 players. They were trying to do it in clusters and they had a ball between them and trying to play by the rules. But it was in a community field. It wasn't in the GEA field. And I think they were told that there was no insurance to cover them. So it is a tricky ground. But look, um, GA, what you said about John Horn, when John Horn spoke in a Sunday game about social distancing, he did give that negative vibe that we wouldn't have GA. I did think that myself, and that was the common consensus. Now we've moved to this. And I, I did read this 15-page document last night, Dalo, that you sent down to me, and it's a little bit like yourself. It's complicated. There's another show on that, TJ. For myself, I'm chairman of the board of Northern Guys Plan, right? And even just to try and get together and look at different pieces, I just just to give one piece there, right, about um, uh, the health questionnaire and temperature checks, right? It, it, the, the document clearly states, right, prior to each training session and until further notice, players, parents, guardians, and backroom personnel should complete the self-administered standard risk assessment health questionnaire, right? And they want each club in there to have a COVID kind of a supervisor to look after all that. So that's going to cause a lot of difficulties for clubs. But at the same time, you have to give the GA credit. They are trying to get this moving. They're trying to play ball. And I suppose, look, we would have taken this a month ago to say, look, we could have action. Yeah, I think, look, that's the bottom line, I suppose. And, and, um, I, I just took great heart from the words of Shane Kingston uh, yesterday. He, did, he obviously did a bit of media work yesterday for all all comers. And, you know, he, his line was, we'll take whatever we get. Absolutely. You know, yes. and he mentioned about burnout and, and, you know, dual players and that kind of thing. But just on that 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 COVID supervisor, TJ, so does that mean that's you and Gary Spillane as chairman? It's I up to you to decide, though, is it? Yeah, I think initially... They're asking each club secretary and each club chairperson, right, to complete the online module for the education piece and what's required here, right? Or the chairperson can nominate someone. Now, in fairness, I usually like as chairperson to step into the Ron O'Gara jersey and pass the ball as much as I can, Dale. Like, so I'll find somebody myself. So what you really mean is you'll kick the touch. <laughs> Absolutely. Outside the 22. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is there for each club. They're asking each club to have a number of COVID supervisors. And like I'm sure that if you ask anybody within a club to take on that role, they will probably ask you for the brief, what's involved, what sort of responsibility is there. And then to go to the end of that process, they'll know if that happens to be you in Clare Castle, right? What are you going to do as the COVID supervisor if somebody isn't playing by the rules, if they're kind of alone a little bit of free-for-all, if they're not applying social distancing, if they're not doing it in the groups of 10 or 4, whatever it's agreed, there's plenty areas for disagreement, I would say. And could there be areas for internal suspensions, Mark, and maybe national? Like, 
I, I could see the GA making an example of somebody. If somebody in your window I've heard like about training and I've even heard mention of a challenge match <laughs> that uh, a couple of clubs might have from different counties might have been planning uh, before the 28th to this month. And, and uh, would the GA make an example of somebody or could an inter- like would a club be strong enough to say, lads, you broke the rules here, you're suspended for a month? I, I, well, I, I don't think it'll come to that, right? Uh, because any manager, and like just the book stops at the manager here now, it's the manager's gone away and he's organising a challenge match with another club, so he's bang out of order. That's the reality. Now, the first thing, anyway, he can't play that match because he's not going to get permission from the Cork County Board or the Munster Council to play the match. So he's obviously going to be putting the players at risk because if you go play a challenge match, you're not insured anyway without permission. So he, the manager is totally out of all on about four, three or four different points. So, but there is cowboys well, on Mac. There is well, cowboys. Cowboys and Indians, they love, but like ultimately, the chairman, the chairman should be on top of his, he should be on top of the situation. He'll, he'll know what's going on and he'll just have to have a word in his ear. Listen, Johnny, you can't play a challenge match. End of story. And if that, if who can't, if you like, there is no manager out there going to put the health of any player at risk. So that's when the book stops at the manager and says, right now, John, you want to go ahead and play that match. And if somebody, if something happens to any of our players or the opposition, I said, it's on your head. Well, I can tell you, he'd want to be a, a very silly cowboy, Dela, if he's going to take on that responsibility. So I, I don't, and like the roadmap from what I can gather doesn't allow for any challenging matches. And actually it, it's specific. Like from a club perspective, you will have contact from the 20th of July and you're going to your first championship match then in the first week of August, which is 10 days. And only during that period of time, there is contact allowed. So that's the only period of time that a challenge match potentially could be played. And from what I can gather, there's no challenge match allowed. So like, they, they are, I, I don't, I, I would hope as a GA member that, that fellas won't go to that, I suppose, used the word stupidity really, like is is because... And to quote Shane Kingston, some small bit of crumb is better than no crumb because the last thing we wanted John Horn coming on a Sunday game again in we said two months time and saying, like, we offered you the the option of doing all this stuff if you follow the guidelines and basically our members can follow the guidelines. So do you know what we're doing? Let's we're shutting down everything now and we'll see you in the first of January next year. So everybody's got to play by the rules, Anthony, it's as simple as that. Yeah, Dale, the rules I read I read the fifteen page document last night, right? And the rules clearly state right now that basically from twenty ninth of June is that not more than a group of ten players and stroke two coaches can get together in the designated area of the GEA pitch. That's from the 29th of June. And then it says that basically from the 20th of July, that all forms of team and group training are permitted. So really a game, a challenge game, or basically contact training is definitely not in place until north of the 20th of July, as we speak right now. And it does say up to the 20th of July, they are advising on this document that basically advise the distance from each other, which is currently at two metres, to be kept. So that's the, that is what they're saying right now. And in relation to the juvenile and youth competitions, they're saying that they can take place from the 31st of July to the mid-October. So that's that's what the document is saying. Yeah, and look, we are not coming on here, and I'm certainly not coming on to kind of lead this discussion as to be negative. Like, I, I'm, I'm thrilled since we got... Do you know that announcement that we could have in All-Ireland like before the end of the year, maybe it'll go into next year, who knows, but... It's, we're not trying to be negative here, and I, I certainly would, would concur with your mark that I can't see any club committee worth their salt uh, tolerating anything like that. I mean, if they do, nearly the club should be suspended, for my mind, uh, for 12 months. You know, that would be my thinking on this. We have a chance here, as TJ said, we're after being given a roadmap, a bit of hope, even a possibility maybe of if, because... There's a phase dropped already by the government, so that if you know if things stay low, low cases again yesterday, uh, zero in the north <clears> again <throat> yesterday. If they stay low, that that we could even see maybe things being brought forward a little well, bit. Yeah. You know, I know there's counter views yeah. to that as but well. I, I think the country is in great shape overall. I, I think that you know the government has shown great leadership, but I think that the Irish public in general have been excellent during this crisis. And we'll all look back in a couple of years' time and we'll be saying, God, remember the year we were shut down and there was nothing happening for four or five months. But look, this is a pandemic that's hit the whole world 
and we've got to act responsibly responsible during that period of time. And I think and I think we have in the main. I think it has been excellent. And like when you look at the we said the, the hospitality center, we said the hospitality section of the country that's really on its knees at the moment because that, that area is, is getting the hardest hit at the moment. And look, do you know what, what, what have they done? They've taken it on their chin and said, look, we'll bounce back and we'll be open at some stage. So, you know, from a GA, from our point of view on the GA, like a month ago, we weren't looking at any activity, really. We are now after getting a small crumb and let's make the most of it and just play by the rules. And it's the same for everybody, Anthony. That's the big thing. Like, there is nobody has an advantage over anybody else because if you follow the guidelines, they're exactly the same, whether it's holding a football whether you're junior, intermediate, or senior, you need, and like, as John Horn, and a very important thing he said that night in the Sunday game, he said, one life, he said, only one life, he says, only one life affected by this, he said, it'll be a disaster. So I think that's the message that needs to go to all managers across all grades. One life, if it costs one life, it's going to be a disaster. So just let's play by the rules. And it's great to see that there was a roadmap there now. And follow the roadmap as well. Like, Yeah, look, that's 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 top class. And I'd say, do you know what, Teej? What I would would have found in my complicated life, as you described it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got involved in the COVID response uh, team in Clare, you know. And... Um, as a kind of a, a, a gap filler, we're called the, the local champions of the of the response thing. And there's one in each county. So maybe one in Limerick City now, one in Limerick County, you know what I mean? But uh, for Clare, to be just kind of one. Now, I got involved late because the girl that was doing it cried off. But uh, what I found is we, go, we would have met all the volunteers and we would meet them on Zoom calls and like that. There's a whole pile of kind of dormant volunteers, for want of a better phrase at the moment, in that they'd love to be doing and certainly while the initial lockdown was on and you know the two kilometer thing was in they they were busier but once that increased to five with saying towns like ennis and i mean aero Ennis now would be the big club in ennis obviously um and they had a huge we met them giving out their ppe uh over to council offices there in ennis and like i was asking a few of the girls and lads that i'd know from in my youth and over the years and that I'd still know them to be just neighbours of ours and that and they were saying no since I went up to the 5k I'm really doing nothing so and they're all aero club people you know so what I would say is there's a whole pile of those people who couldn't do enough for the people around them in their community that would be ideal volunteers to take on that COVID supervisor role and, and, and drive that on and do the paperwork, make sure the temperature checks are, are carried out and that kind of thing. There, there are people there. I know not all the volunteer groups are GA-orientated. They're certainly not, but there's a huge tie-up. Like, we went around to nearly every corner of Clare presenting PPE, and it was GA people I was meeting, whether it was football country in Kilkee, the Cliffs of Moher, or over in Killaloo, or in Ennis, you know, Scarif. It was GA lads that I'd hurled against and their wives and their better halves. And, you know, so I think there is, you know, people there that would step up to the plate for the clubs to get things going. And even on that, Teach, like, they're talking about running the cool camps. But, I mean, I know a lot of clubs have, have said already, where are we going to get the personnel to run the cool camps? Do you know? And, yeah. and that's a whole, you know, a whole other kettle of fish, if you like, but similar problems. Yeah, no, I, I would credit GA clubs up and down the country and they've played a master role. And in fairness to GA clubs, they'll as well know and say, Matt, everywhere, right, is they always come up trumps. They always find a way and they will find people. And I know like, it's difficult to get people to take on areas of responsibility sometimes, but um, no, they've they, they played a huge role. And look, myself, in my own family situation, I was unfortunate last week we had a family funeral day law. And Sorry, we, your, your uncle, TJ, great, let me yeah, he was um he was a Bailanders club and he was a club delegate to the county board. And we were a family which was inside in a big church and just basically a small group of us, which was very easy, eerie, sorry. But outside afterwards, you know, the GA club lined the streets, social distancing in place as much as possible. And it made a significant difference just that. So GA people up and down, up and down the country have played a master role. And they, there is a genuine eagerness here for everybody to get back rolling. So I do think you'll find the people. I'm just a little bit conscious about that area of responsibility for the COVID supervisor within the GA club. And again, how strict do you go? And 
is there a, is there a punishment if somebody doesn't play a ball here what do you do that's tricky yeah we, we will need further guidelines on that I think you know at the end of the month I think and a lot of counties are waiting for that mark that further guideline yeah. before they even think about their how they'll run their championships yeah, like I, and I look just to finish off and teach about the, 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 the COVID officer there's probably a lot of people in the clubs Anthony that have a health and safety background that may not that you know some people may not be available and I think if there was a message that, like that is their expertise because this is a bit health and safety uh, ish, I suppose, is almost. And I think yes. you know, I certainly know in Killer the the walkway is open between four and eight, and they are looking for two supervisors every day for I think two two hour stints, like you know. But if if people may not be members of the club, if they can step forward and say, look, this is my expertise, I think that would take an awful lot of heat off the clubs because I think the last thing a J club member wants is. You know, without a lot of expertise on the health and safety side, is to be putting himself under pressure himself, not knowing the full circumstances around around the COVID scenario. So, coming back to your question in in, in regards of um, the the club championship and stuff like that, I really think until um, until the GA will come out first and announce the national scenario, I think some of the counties are. Maybe after jumping the gun, I suppose, in some respects, I see Kilkenny have now look, they're not a dual county, I suppose, in some respects. So it's very easy. They, they have a very simple form of what they're after doing there. Uh, four groups of three, uh, two matches, top team into the quarterfinal, two versus three, the remaining four winners go into the quarterfinals, and you're over and done in seven or eight weeks. So that's a it's a very easy format. But I, I'm, I'm shocked to see that Wexford, Galway, and Kerry have already come out, Anthony, and they are going to have their. Finals played by the twenty seventh. We might we might have another chat about that in a minute. Uh, but like I mean, to to be kind of squeezing the club player now, right? And and like to be fair, Crow Park have given the chance for the clubs to say, look, do you know what? Here, club players, here's your opportunity now to do your stuff over the next eleven weeks. Can't understand why the county board have cut him short there. For um, like Wexford would be a massive Wexford and Galway would be two dual counties. So I, I don't understand, you know, I, I think the club player there is getting a short change, but I suppose Wexford have two outside managers and Galway have an outside manager and Shane O'Neill. They're paying for them, I suppose, and maybe there's a certain amount of pressure for to get results for the inter-county team to make that worthwhile. But maybe that's a discussion for the minute. But um, I, I think, look, I, we can go into the cock scenario, I think, in a minute, if you, or if you want to talk about it now, Anthony. We'll, we'll box on where I don't mind. We'll leave it for a minute, Mark. We'll just stick with that because I think you made a great point here. John Fogarty has been a massive source of information from, from, from the examiner here. He's been great. Like John, John is an inside track there somewhere and he won't tell us, but uh, in fairness to him, he's always nearly first with the news, you know. And like, I, Galway, you know, you, you probably could identify Dahi Burke as being the massive standout guy, right? Um, of a dual player. Like that's really then kind of two championships, separate championships. If you leave Dahi out of it, you know what I mean. Where he plays for Torlock Moore and Corrafin, and and obviously it's been sporadic with Corrafin over the years. We usually when Galway are finished, he goes back later than when we've seen him coming on as a sub. And that like Kerry a bit the same in that you know yourself the North Kerry bit of the hurling is the hurling, and then also Kerry have a county championship, which I think they're talking about putting back to maybe later mm. in the year but playing the club championship for the clubs and having that finished by the 27th. But I I kind of agree with you. Like Wexford is 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 full of dual clubs and dual players. And, and we only think of the, the likes of the St. Martins or, or, you know, mm. not long since they'd be... It's a bit similar and clear with the likes of a Cracklaw who are contenders for both championships every year. It does pose its headaches if you're going to be given groups with three matches guaranteed or... Backdoor systems yeah. and that kind like you're, of. You're looking at. I think a key question, which we don't have the answer to right now, is what happens on that first weekend in October the 17th for the intercounty data. Do you go into league action or do you go into intercounty action? I think a massive problem coming out of the track here in September would be, let's say, taking Limerick, Napierschig, and Park as well, make it to a county final or Kamala, right? They have a significant number of players in the county setup, right? I can't imagine the boys here not having access to them. For let's say because of a county semi final or a county final, right? And then the potential of playing championship the following week. You know, you, you, can you imagine if you were a manager or coach of the team and you don't have access to them until match week? So that will be very, very tricky. So I think 
what Mark said there about the, the direction on the intercounty scene, I think will have a big effect on the, the club as to how quick it has to be run. You know, like pushing the county final into the end of September to give the county teams two full weeks, that would be great. But then, as you say, like in Galway, you're putting huge pressure on Dahi Burke probably to play possibly, what, 11, maybe 10, 11, 12 games in, what, yeah, eight weeks? I, I, yeah, but yeah. TJ, the, the reality, you know, is, is that Dahi Burke needs to, like, Dahi Burke has a decision to make. Like, I certainly don't think that the Galway County Board should be facilitating a championship around Dahi Burke now. And I'd, I'd go and I'd look at the Cork Senior Championship last year. Only Damien Cahillan, I'd say, and Aidan Walsh from the Hurland team played football championship for the clubs last year. Like So, like, they're more or less now, a lot of Hurlers certainly are making a decision to maybe bypass the football, maybe come back into the scenario where you just said there a while ago, Anthony, with Dahi Buck coming back in a latter stage. But, like, like... We've got to take care of the majority in this situation, and there will be certainly a lot of intercounty hurlers. You know, maybe they'll be playing lower grade football, maybe junior intermediate, but a lot of the hurlers, like the likes of the Bill Cooper, Shamie Hannity, Dara Fitzgibbon, Mark Coleman, they don't play football. And 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 like I, I can actually see them playing a lot more club hurling and bringing a lot more enthusiasm back into the community, and they should be allowed to do that because that is actually what Club Park are allowing now at the moment is they're allowing the club. To get their speak with like you know, club before county, come on, like like the 14th of September is going to create some problem for club players because any for the left in championship, you're going to have Kian Kingston on one side of the phone and he'll have the club manager on the other side of the phone saying, Listen, you need to be training Tuesday and Thursday night with the club if you're still left in a quarterfinal or semi final. And the roadmap states you are available to the club. So that's going to be a big problem for, for club players. Max, sorry, I'm not sure if we got you there. Did, were you saying don't play football at all to these guys? <laughs> Oh, I'm saying they're available for selection, uh, TJ. <laughs> but like, did you hear that? Dale? We the bomber, we the bomber. Listen, as the guest last week on the show, lads, we'd be careful here. <laughs> now. I I thought Dale, I said a couple of weeks ago that was the, the big ball wasn't allowed to be discussed at all. Yeah, we will see. Oh, everything is off the off the menu now. Like, there's, you know, it's a bit like the pubs. Will the salt the peanuts do us <laughs> when we open? Or what's the story? Will we have to? Will we have to provide yeah, a pizza? But no, look. I like I I'd see it as a, a problem though. I just give you an example in Clare here, Mark. Like, like obviously I take as an individual example for a fellow like Connor Cleary, you know, who would have played every league game for Clare at number three this year. Obviously, David McInerney has been moved to midfield, and we we spoke about the success of that early on the year. So Connor has gone back from six to three. You know, Connor is a Milton Malbay lad, right? Who's born and bred. His twin brother Owen would be the main scorer or free taker for the Clare footballers, right? Now, Connor would be an exceptional footballer, would be acknowledged, would be on the football team if he committed to the footballers, right? But his first club would be Milton Malbe, right? But he hurls for Kinnelly. Now, I'd say anyone fair-minded and clear that would be picking the top two, maybe three, in their list of favourites in the bookies, would say, for the Clare Hurling Championship, Clare Football Championship, they'd probably have Milton as number one in the football and Kameli be definitely top three. Like, they've been threatening massive underage success. They'll be threatening. And he'd be their centre-back in the hurling team. I mean, it's a huge... like, And the Clare system for the last few years, which they're proposing, I think, this is the grapevine now. Again, there's no decisions on this. Would be, follow the same pattern. So, a first round, right? Winners go through to the winners group. Losers go into a losers group and will play another loser. And the winners of that go back in then and play winners. So we've got a situation where Kimeli, we say, quite possible, could draw Six Mile Bridge, Ina Kilnamona, Cratlaw, whoever, and could lose it by a point, you know, on penalties even, the way we're looking at the matches being finished on the day. And Milton could draw their near neighbours, Kilmurray, Abrican, another, you know, throw-up match, like never ending between them or Dumbeg or somebody, and lose. Then the following week, you're probably looking at asking Kilmeli to play maybe on the Thursday night, and Milltown to play on the, on the Saturday or the Sunday. Now, the West Clare clubs won't play midweek, as traditionally been the way, because if you've led in Dublin, key midfielder for your key key centre-forward for your whatever, you're not asking him to jump into a car, take two hours off work, and get back down to West Clare for a, a championship football match in in Milltown Malbay of a Wednesday night. Like So, straight away, there's, there's just an individual, right? A rogue would have similar problems with the likes of Shane O'Donnell and David Reedy. Now, I'd say Hurlem would come first, like you said, with them. And they would just say, look, I'll sacrifice 
But clearly would be under serious pressure in that his born and reared club would be a football club exclusively. With Cratlow or the other one, like I suppose it'd be a bit there'd be a bit of a with a dare teach, but they wouldn't have as many county players. But Cratlow no. would have probably ten of their senior hurlers would be ten of their senior footballers. Do you know what? And they would have a chance of winning both championships. That will be also acknowledged clearly and clear every year. Now it has probably cost them. I, I t- touched on that somewhere else. I think the bit of a chat we had with Mike Quirk last Friday, it would have cost them probably championships over the years. Trying to, they're probably winding up in semi-finals of both every year. But the likes of Dermot Ryan and Podge Collins, like if they lost the first round in both in an open draw scenario, could find themselves as, again, the following weekend, we could be out Wednesday and, and Sunday. So the 11 weeks is going to be very tight in, in, in some counties. And particular, Mark, like, with G below, like, with, with you know, Emma Killy are going for four in a row, like, but but how is that going to impact in, in terms of the clubs in the Emma okay, Killy so, division yeah. getting on yeah, with their yeah. championship? So what's going to happen there, Anthony, is that um, obviously there's seven or eight divisions in the county and there's a strong feeling that a good number of divisions won't enter a team in the championship this year. So I think Immaculate in hurling and Duhallo in football, because both teams will have a realistic chance of winning the county, they will more than likely enter um, a team uh, and they will be asked to play midweek entry. They will be playing on a Wednesday night. And the same will apply for the colleges as well, CIT and UCC. So that throws up another spanner for them. But I actually think this could be a blessing in disguise because there's a lot of clubs in the county want uh, only cock base players to be allowed play with CIT and UCC. They don't want players from Tipperary and Kilkenny being parachuted in on a Sunday evening after they're playing club championship uh, in their own county. You know, here to four, that's when that's when the, the, the UCCs and the CIT players on Sunday evening. So it actually put clubs on the back foot because they're waiting all weekend to play a championship match and facilitating UCC and CIT with external players and a lot of clubs would say, well, sure, what is the external player bringing to Cork hurling or Cork football for that matter? So there's a, there, there actually could be a bit of poetic justice in what's happening here because like, I don't see the Tipperary or the Kilkenny club allowing their player now play midweek with UCC or CIT because if they're going to have a condensed championship in their own county, they will be trying to cut down the activity of their player. So like... I, I think we'll have a small number of divisions will play, but they will be afforded the opportunity to play. That's the first thing. But I, I think a, a very streamlined scenario in Cork, we've made huge changes in the county championship this year, and there's been huge work gone in. So for people who wouldn't be aware, um, the hurling championship is in five groups of 12 now, right? And the football is in four groups of 12. So, and, that then is split. Say that again, no. Five groups of 12. There's 60 teams available for Holland Championship between senior in top grade, top grade, grade intermediate though. and second grade intermediate. Okay? So there's five 12s there. There's, there's going to be promotion, Anthony, and there's going to be relegation. They're going. I think they're going to stick to what the plan is. So you know, I'll, I'll explain it in a nutshell. They are waiting to see if they have 11 weeks or 12 weeks. And it comes back to TJ's point a while ago about the 17th of October whether that's going to be a full round of championship or will it be league matches that will have to be completed. I, I, My own personal belief is I don't think the GA will go straight into championship on the 17th of October. I think they'll allow the, 18, the 17th, 18th of October, 24th and 25th of October for league matches and they'll start off a championship on the 1st of November. That would be my gut feeling. But in Cox scenario, and if we say it's 11 weeks, they're going to have the first six weeks will be... Hurling football, hurling football, hurling football. And they're your three wrong robin games in your group of four. Okay? Yeah. You're then down to quarterfinal, semi-final, and final. And they're going to go every second week. And you could have a situation, right? If you go every second week, it'll take six weeks to complete it. If you go every second week and you play your two county finals on the same day, if your four teams were non-crossovers, you could play the county final in both hurling and football on the same day, which means the championship is finished in 11 weeks. It's simple, it's streamlined, it's bang, bang, but you don't need any interruption from, we'll say, the inter-county manager in that scenario. But you can get it played 
in 11 weeks, Anthony. Holding and football. I, th- I think there's a big willingness for many of the players, both club and county that I met, they, they, they do want to play, right? So they're willing to play if they had to play midweek or the weekend. They do they do want to play games here, right? I suppose the 11 weeks for, like, I know no on Limerick, what they're planning is groups of three in the football and hurling, right? So you'll have two games and then you'll progress, right? So to a quarterfinal, semifinal, final. So that's a five week there. So five weeks of hurling, five weeks of football. So it looks like it would, it would fit into play. Just, just one, one or two small things that we didn't touch on. I'm assuming the under-20 and the minor will get kicked to maybe afterwards so that can go on while the inter-county is going on. And then on the roadmap as well, just to touch on them with very important people in all organisations, is the supporters. There is no mention of supporters for clubs as to what they can and what they can't do. So maybe that's a... That's a discussion definitely for the internet. Yeah, that's another one. I, I heard mention, all right, of the 42,000, maybe possibly social distancing in Croker later on the year. Uh, but I don't know. That was just mentioned in some column. I'm, I'm not sure It was mentioned, right, the 42,000. And that's why I, I think the All-Ireland Finals, Anthony, in Hurling Football could be played as late as February. I have that. I would have a feeling that. And if, if we knew that that was going to be played in February, then you're... November, December, January, you have four months to to play your inter-county hurling and football championship. I know there'll be a crossover with Fitzgibbon and 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 um Sigerson, but like that across that bridge, I think, down that road. But like if if the GA had an extra month or two months at the back end, January and February, to play their All Islands, I think that takes it leaves it alleviates a fair bit of pressure. And it may then allow for the format that we have the existing format in the Munster Hurling Championship where your groups are, your, your, where you get your four matches played like, you know? Well, I, 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 my own personal, I just put this out there, Mark, I think it'd be disaster. I think if we have to play the All-Ireland and I may be thinking with a hurling hat on now, but, and I know we think of both codes as well, but if we, if we play the All-Ireland on the 21st of December, shopping week in Dublin, I, I, I think it would be just so much I think it just dilute the whole meaning of the All Ireland if it's not finished in the calendar year, like the inter county All Ireland. I there's no way anyway the old system in the round robin like can be played. Cousy no, no, no. Park and Innes yeah. have no lights. Walsh Park have no lights. Do you know? So that that beat is out the window, I'd say, do you know. But like the football is gonna be a worry because I've heard it now from a couple of sources that they are talking about two rounds of the league when they initially go back in October. So that's really... And if they're looking for a second chance in that, a backdoor system in football, because as we know, with the way the hurling is split up now, like with the with the John McDonough, the Christie Ring and down long, they're separate entities now. And if we maybe halt on the promotion, relegation, or maybe hold over those matches literally next year, if we want to. But like, I, I, for me, if we don't... If like we even are in a final, the 2nd of February... I just, I, I think nearly the good goes out of it. Okay, but, but, okay, but here's no one loves the All Ireland final day more than but I Anthony, do. Anthony, for a hundred years we were playing the club All Ireland final in March. That only changed last year, and we were having the same discussion about club for like Jesus. Why don't we get the the club All Ireland played in the calendar year? Like we're in unprecedented water. Everybody has got to realize that, you know, like a month ago we might have had no All Ireland championship hurling our football. Now we actually have a chance of it being played. So if it goes back a couple of months and we've got to adapt and change a little bit for a couple of years, so be it and get it played. But, you know, do you do that to the... Well, we have a road, we have a roadmap now, that Mark. Can we? We have a roadmap. Like we have eleven weeks to do our. Club we, we have the we have the club road. We have the club have, roadmap. We don't have the intercounty roadmap, and that's to yeah. be fair. That is a document that is now missing at the moment to put all the jigs, the, the, the pieces together on the jigsaw. Like if if we, if, yeah. but but okay, Mark. Here's a here's a, here's a scenario for you, right? You you mentioned unprecedented times. I I should thought we all know it's unprecedented times, right? And and absolutely. So for one year, like we went, I went through it for the first uh, nine years of my intercounty career. One chance, you're gone. That, the fella, the fella beside us on the screen, knocked me out and sent me home the end of May one year uh, with a suit on me and nowhere to go. And he club trained. I think I think I didn't turn up the following week, TJ. But do you know, like, like, like here's a scenario right now, and I know there will be difficulties with training and this sort of stuff and that kind of thing. And Here's Wexford telling us they'll have their county final played the 27th of September. But like the old system, the Munster quarter final played on the 18th of October. The two that are drawn out of the hat. New draw, obviously. The old system, mm-hmm. right? 
your two semi-finals then played, you give two weeks then to the winners of that, right? Losers are gone, right? Unless we go with a backdoor old system where they'd come back in then quarter-final, yeah. Ireland quarter-final, yeah. like to the losers of a provincial yeah. final, right? We, that's a possibility, okay? But if we went with the old system, right? And this is one I just, this pinned out last night as well, like, Munster quarter-final the 18th of October, right? And the same in Leinster because it's roughly, it's the same teams, like, you know, same Mount teams. Two semis the weekend of the 31st of October. That's a two-week gap, the bank holiday weekend. There's no reason we can't play one of them this Saturday evening, under lights and Parky Keeve, the other one on the Sunday and Turles, whatever. Your Munster hurling final then the 15th of November, that's two weeks again. Right. Now, you could actually leave out All-Ireland semi-finals because it's unprecedented times because there'd be no, no one would be getting an advantage. You would have the winners of Leinster, which includes Galway, remember, and the winners of Munster. Meeting two weeks after that, if you wanted to give them three weeks, it would be the first uh, week in December. But two weeks after the 15th of November, you could have your All-Ireland final the 29th of November. That's even without going into December. So I, I think there's a way there if we wanted to do it, we wanted to give a second chance then, you would certainly be finished by the end, you know, by by the third week in December, like, we'd say yeah. 10 days out from Christmas, you'd have it finished for sure. And I think... With, I, with, the, with the matches being finished on the day. Yeah, you should do that, Dale. I, I, I think this is a 2020 problem, and I think the solution should be a 2020 solution. I think it should be done and dusted. If you take this into January, February, you're going to interfere majorly with the calendar for the full year again next year, and you're still going to be talking about it next year. I think that there is... Enough scope there. I do think eleven weeks is enough for any county to get a club championship done in. Like if you're if Cork were in the Ireland hurling final, Matt, right, up to the end of August in normal times, right, and they had let's say a championship to finish, they might have only one or two games, and they're playing Munster club towards the second last week of October, they might only have nine weeks, right? So you would squeeze it in. So I do think eleven weeks is enough, and I do think from the seventeenth of October to Christmas. I think the solution has to be put in there and then you can start afresh. It is a difficult time. It's not going to be easy. There are loads of challenges there for everybody, but yeah. I would like to see the but solution. I, I tell you, and, and look, I, I know, but, and the one thing that you're putting in there is that the club, is the inter-county championship will restart on the first weekend, the 17th or 18th of October. I just can't see that happening, lads. That if, if you say the format you have Anthony there, we say take the Glen Rovers are in a county final on the 11th of October and Cork are playing the first round of the Munster Championship on the 18th. I just don't see Kieran Kingston or any intercount. And I know it's unprecedented. I agree 100%. I think, I think with the GPA and the club players organisation and putting on Crow Park hat here financially as well, I just can't see us moving straight from county finals on the 11th of October straight into championship. I think there'll be a couple of weeks there where... There'll be a bit of a calming after the after the club championships and the county finals are over all over the all over the country. We get a couple of league matches played. We tidy up our business and then we kick on in the first week in November. That's my. It's a good feeling I have, Anthony. I don't have any other information. And I, I, I know I, I, I would have always been a big believer of completing the championship program in the calendar year. I agree hundred percent with you there. But I just think there are more things at play financially. Social dis like, like would Crow Park say to themselves, Do we want 21,000 people at our match or 42,000? If we can have 42,000, let's buy ourselves another six or eight weeks by pushing it back till January and February. I think that is definitely like at 100 quid ahead, an extra 20 is 2 million euros. Like the GSN are going to be down 50 million for the year. And I do think there's a financial uh, reward here as well, you know. I just I don't think the GA are going to cram it into the. I think they'll give themselves a, and like going back to the old system and then in twenty twenty one come back to the new system. I think they'll pro, I think they'll try. Certainly in months, I think they'll try to keep the status quo of the the championship format they have at the moment. That could be totally wrong. Yeah, I think I think they'll. Um, people being allowed to go to the games could be a significant contributor to a decision because if people aren't allowed to go to the games then maybe that financial side of it won't be a player. I mean, there'll be no reason why they couldn't get it finished. So I do think that roadmap, and I do also saying that, right, that it would be important to further more detailed advice and guidance 
will be vital in the coming weeks. And look, when Dalos Crowd get back in as that run in the country, we could see significant. <laughs> That's the greens, is it? Maybe a bit more leadership here, Dalo. Or is it the independence that might? Poor Ole Eamon Ryan. Healy Ray and Jackie Healy Ray. Give it to the Healy Ray as it's not the whole thing. You raised a very, very vital thing there, like. I'll mark for a minute. Is the pay-per-view now going to be an option? Because that might solve the financial issue that TJ just said there. Like, you know, that if you had a five or a ten or a game and you don't have to go to the match and you can watch your All-Ireland semi-final or final on pay-per-view or something like that. I say Mike Mike, Mike Reardon is all over that already with the Limerick Championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Kerry and Limerick have that in place or potentially in place for, for club championships if... Supporters aren't allowed to go. No, look, the majority of club matches in, in Limerick, anyway, they'll apart from maybe some of the big games that go to the Gillette Grounds, like the Kamalaks and the Bruffs and the Stakers and, and Arkeel, you would you would be able to accommodate the crowd. But what the ruling would be on that, I'm sure we'll, we, we'll have to wait and see. It, it's, it's difficult for clubs because it's so close and let's say maybe parents of players they're still playing club championship and they're told they can't go. I think that would be very difficult. Yeah, that would be the terrible bit. And I know even Mayo last year kind of, I think, told... I know that TG Carr obviously, have always had the monopoly. We saw RTE last year. We saw a few Cork games last year. Yeah, I remember watching Middleton nice. and... Was it Glen Rovers, yeah. Mark? You know, so, uh, Artie, you're interested as well, I think. And yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, that's right, a double header, wasn't it? And uh, I think, I think they're interested in, in in showing games if they can, even if they were midweek games. And I think that'd be a huge attraction as well. Awesome. You know, imagine being at home on a Wednesday night and 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 you being able to tune into, a, you know, a, maybe a Turles Sarsfields versus. Uh, you know, Holy Cross, Belly Cahill, or you know, whatever. Like, I mean, that'd be a huge attraction. And just on that, Larry, like one of the most complicated uh, things in in the world for me is um, not the Rubik's cube or not uh, how we put fellas in space, and that it's the Tipperary <laughs> County Championship, and uh, how you finally get to win. Like, because I know lads that have coached down there, including Ollie Baker and Colin Lynch is, is currently with uh, Ross Gray, and. It seemed to me you could be bait four or five times. <laughs> Still, uh, we're not, I, 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 I remember saying to Ali one time, uh, are you gone now, Al? I know, he says, we, we still get, get through through the Orion Cup, he says. What the fuck is this? How'd you get out of the thing? I said. No, I know there's been attempts to streamline, Lar, in, in the last year or so. Yeah, I think Tom Maher and the lads doing the feet. It's like trying to play out of a snooker out of four cushions, I'd say, at the moment now, trying to get this done. Like, But um, yeah, I, in fairness, the actual main championship, the Dan Breen Cup, the, the senior A, isn't that complicated. It's four groups of four. Like, So um, they could they could play off that pretty handily, I'd say, even if they had to drop uh, like two qualifiers from each group for the quarters. Um, but the problem is the, the divisional championships all feed into that as well then. like So... Um, so basically, you could have to win. You could have to win four uh, four matches to win the North Championship, which, as we all know, I mean, the North Championship is one of the most prestigious uh, championships in the country. There, though, as you well know, and the North Kerry football, Larry. I was <laughs> going to say, do you know, it is. They're the two, though. The North, yeah, no, it is. It's a big Hurland, deal. North Kerry football, yeah. North, North Tip Hurling's a big deal. Like so, but the problem is, if if the same team, like you could always put back that until later on, if the right teams are winning it, you know. But if it's teams who haven't already qualified for the. Um, for the county quarterfinals out of the groups are in the finals and semi-finals of the North Championship. You have to wait until those are played because winning the North Championship will get you into a preliminary quarterfinal for the um, for the county championship where you'll play one of the teams who finish second in their group. So um, that's where the slight complication would, would, would lie. So what they could do is they could, they could cut the tie altogether between them um, but then you devalue the North Championship and the Mid Championship in the West, and, and, and but of all course, that, you know? un- unprecedented. Lair, maybe they might be willing to say that the North. Even, I, I know how, how prestigious the North is. Like uh, it's a bit, as I said, uh, it was funny being interviewing Bomber last week. The North Kerry football uh, as as well, like you know, massive fun. Some competitions just don't catch the imagination, but they're two that that kind of stick out at yeah. you. But would the provincial? Um, Boards, not provincial boards, yeah, board. the, the north, south, west, and yeah, Visual. and the mid. Would they have have kind of power and and their own autonomy, if you like? You know what I mean in terms of financial um, stuff and that kind of thing in the county. Well, they would, but like the thing is, every year, I mean, I I I think the county board basically want the link to be to be discontinued. You know, but every year it's been it's come up, it's been voted down that the clubs want to persist with the. With the link between the two, because obviously it makes the the North Championship in particular and the Mid Championship more more valuable to the teams. Then you know, um, 
I mean, the way... But what the you're way saying, Larry, if they go with the four groups of four that are the A, we'll say the Tipperary A senior, senior A yeah. teams at the moment. Yeah. And and if they scrapped the division, there would be no way then of a, a we'll say a B senior B team winning the county final. Exactly, yeah. So at the moment, the 16 senior B teams are in their they're in their divisional championships, obviously, and they could come through to the to the come back into the county situation via their via their divisional championship. But if if they if they scrap that link for the year, just let's say, then uh, then then you could run it off in five or six weeks, would, no problem. Would there be big hitters in the B that would have a major problem with that? That you'd know off the top of your head? No, I'm not. Well, our boys, the Templary lads, like would be uh, would you'd be fancying be, yourselves like. Well, they're, they're always there, thereabouts in the north, you know. So and yet, if they go with a new system, all ye could win was the Ryan B County. Yeah, and promotion then the next year to the, okay. to the might have to, might have to go that way, TJ. And Dale, I did see on the Kilkenny page, right, where it clearly states that all knockout games will be finished on the day with two periods of extra time if needed, and then penalties if required. Could we see a potentially a county final being decided on penalties? I, I think we could, TJ. I, th- I think we'd have to, and I think. Do you know what? Some of the, like what do we look at? like? We watch all sports, all all four of us, I suppose, and like the World Cup. Though we often be dreaming when we watch the World Cup final that nobody scores an extra time, yeah, so that we get the drama of the penalties. <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, again, on a, wouldn't be my normal way. I'd always want the replay of getting that county final, but and giving fellas another chance at it. But wouldn't it be massive drama for one year, though? Do you know that during the Gaelic grounds? And and it's it's Kilmelock and the Pierce. Or it could be Gary Spillane and Kilmelock. Well, uh, well, we have to see who bring the bragging rights down south. Um, you know, and and like you've Dylan, young Dylan O'Shea stepping up to the last penalty, and at four all, like, yeah. uh, and Kilmelock have just missed. Would you take it, TJ? Now at this point in time, not a matter, not a matter. And I assume that will rock across most counties. I'd imagine for hurling and football, the games will just have to be finished. It's just. It's just going to be a fact of life that you won't have. The other thing that we didn't discuss in any of this, uh, Dela, which we have no control over, is the weather, which could play um, a role in, in, in some of this. Because if you've got a weekend there heading in towards possibly the end of September, maybe that, maybe even early October, that was unplayable. It'd be more of a factor possibly for the inter-county. But if the weather plays havoc, then we will need your party, Dela. Yeah, well, I, I just, on Mark's earlier point that he can't see it being finished, like a, and I'm no meteorologist now, right? Uh, that would complicate life even further, TJ. But, like, for sure, like, Mark, you remember that Harty Cup uh, final there in, in February there or whatever? Like, you just couldn't play it. Like, but, like, for sure, in the last few years, we've had better autumn weather, autumn into that early part of winter than the after Christmas period. Now, I'm not fucking saying for a second that I'm telling you that, that this December is going to be better than the next January like I'm not saying that but like that will be but look I think we're blessed now though lads with with, with Parky Keeve ha- haven't had its problems the new pitch lads is like Croker now she, it's virtually all she's, weather she's playable like. all year round Dela. and, and I'm sure the Cock County Board would love to be able to host all Ireland semi-finals in in January or February. There wouldn't be any issue whatsoever. Uh, and look, to be fair, the quality. Of- oh, well, we have it your January and February, will you? <laughs> you're going to ruin the clo- you're going to ruin the course and then if you keep talking like this. <laughs> I knew there was a reason you went. Tis your own personal calendar is upset. Oh, we like you can't interfere with the course, and right, the hurling starts after the course. Well, let's look. I, I, you know, we we've had a great. We nearly an hour talking about we could be baiting this over and back and all all that sort of thing. But you know, just wearing our inter county hats, right? We all three of us have been involved, right, at the very top level in that. I mean, like they're saying that no training can take place the fourteenth of September. Sure, that's not a runner either. Like, let's face it, like that'll have to be changed. Like that there's a ban on inter-county training until the four. I mean, if Claire go the way they're going, like, and just say we've we've only Stephen O'Halloran on the panel at the moment with Claire, but just say we lost the first round in Kilcastle, and then we lost our losers group match the following week. Like they're saying that Stephen O'Halloran then can't train from the second weekend in August until the 14th of September. You know, he'd have to do a bit on his own. So that's 
that's ridiculous stuff, really, isn't it? Yeah, it won't work, Dello. And to be honest about it, they won't adhere to it. And I did see some correspondence in, in, in the examiner during the week from um, from Liam and stuff, kind of saying that the managers won't adhere to it. I do know, um, like, they'll probably break it by training in pods and, 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 and different groups. But I'm sure the different coaches would like to get them together along the way. Like, it depends on the call, Dello, for that 17th of October. Is that championship? If that's championship, uh, the, the, these inter-county managers will be, they, even if your team's in the county final, they'll want them up for a night that week, if that's championship. I know, I know, and that's massive. And Mark, but, but like, the one thing I'd say about this is, right, just say the Limerick, I'd just say, I'd go out to Cork, right, and just say it's Imo Killy versus the Glen, right? Possible anyway, that could, that could be the, the case, like, right? You know, Immokili Middleton, let's say, right? Whatever. But would you be happy that you'd only two clubs would say for the... That's played, we'll say, the 11th of October, right? That's a week out from the start of the Munster. Now, you mightn't be in the quarterfinal game, right? But if you are, that's the following week. Now, that's only two clubs, right, that are gone out. You'd have everybody else in your county set up. Now, I presume Immokili and Middleton will say, and I might take them as examples would be superbly coached and trained. Now, they wouldn't be part of your own internal plans and structures. I understand that. Game plans. You might be able to get them into meetings and stuff like that. But, like, would you have to maybe look at maybe that you're saying, like, Limerick case of Napier, Sikkim, Malak. Again, TJ, they'd be superbly coached. Like, Six Mile Bridge are coached by Davy Fitzgerald. Like, you know, like... That they, they would be getting great training, and the, the, always the worry you'd have going back, like with that other system, is you know lads who are on the county panel and are only playing intermediate and lose the first round of the intermediate in Clare, let's say that, or even if they're winning, that the training wouldn't be good enough for your county standard. Yeah, but you're still going to have a chunk of that. You you, you would like they wouldn't be up to inter county speed. You know, being a club training there, as high as you get it. And I don't mean disrespect to any uh, of the guys in the back ends of panels hanging around club teams and stuff like that, right? but it just wouldn't be the same. That inter-county, like you know yourself, your final real serious workout, whether it's that Saturday or Sunday, the week before the championship, that's when you want to see guys that are on the money, you have them, you have them full-on contact. Uh, like, so they, they will definitely want that and like you won't get that in the club scenario we might talk about some clubs yeah at a very high level you might get a touch of it but it'll be difficult I do see big rows in that space if there's championship on the 17th of October I do see like club managers club coaches wanting their players not released to the county for those two weeks and county managers or county coaches kind of saying I can't prepare a team for the 17th of October with just having Keen Lynch on Tuesday night again like yeah, that 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 is the until we know more, Mark. I don't think you know we can talk all day about it and what might and what until we know more and we get the next stage of the roadmap to GA pan out. And if if the cases in the country remain on the downward curve, and you know we're nearly eradicating the virus, whether that can be said or not, um, that we we can't really plan that 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 eighteenth of October. You know, would be the start of the Monster Hurling yeah, Championship. We don't know. I think that's a big that's a big thing for the GA to discuss, and they've given themselves until the 29th of June, Anthony, to come up with an answer or a solution for that. But I mean, I I think to be totally unrealistic of an intercounty manager to ask any player to attend a training session the week of a fellow preparing for a county final with his own club. I mean, that's to me that'd be that'd be wrong. Like to ask if it talk like you know if we're talking about burnout, like. If they're training Tuesday and Thursday with Middleton or Remy Killian and stuff like that, what's he going to what's he going to do with going for a training session with Cork or for any Limerick or Clare? There's nothing to be gained. You're only you're only antagonizing the player anyway, is the first thing. You're creating a, a problem for the club, either club and the county manager. You have got like as a county manager, you have got to realise these players aren't machines at all. I mean, is the intercounty training that good or that far advanced above a club that they're going to become superstars. I, I don't. I don't buy that at all for one second, to be honest with you. Because, like, you know, I, I think a lot of clubs all over the country, whether it is intermediate or senior, the standard of club training has gone way up in comparison to what it used to be in the past. And a lot of that is because 
fellas are more interested in getting exposure to uh, in the inter-county scene and they are bringing that back to their own club. But for me, there's nothing to be gained for an inter-county manager sticking his craw in the week of any player preparing for a county final with his club. The most important thing is that he gets a phone call at 7 o'clock on Sunday night to say, um, we won the county or we lost the county, but I have no injury. I'll see you on Monday night for the recovery session and I'll be back in full training on Tuesday night. I'll be ready to go the following weekend. But I, I think it, it's an area, to, and like this really is an area, and it's a bone of contention for the last decade, really, of inter-county versus club. And that's where it's going to raise its head. And I can see where a strong club with a strong manager will stand up to the inter-county manager. But I can see where a weak club and a weak manager will fall over, will bow over, and it will he'll he'll release the inter-county, the club player, back to the county team, even though they're still in championship. And uh, that's where, you know, fellas need to be diplomatic and need to be realistic about it. And and that the 14th of September to the 11th of October, there is going to be more fights and arguments between inter-county managers and club players and club management that you'll never see, that you've ever seen. And I'm talking to two former inter-county managers here now, lads. I wouldn't, I, Dela, I wouldn't like to be ringing uh, Mark Lands as a club manager looking for his players by the sounds of that. I, I think we'd be, it's all where we're going. Um, just one other question, Dela, right, with your COVID hat on, right? Like, mm. is there a possibility here, right? Let's say in Clare Castle or Gareth Spillane or Killer, right? Let's say there is a, a positive case, right? Mm. Is there a possibility here, right? Because, let's say, there are condensed places that that club could be told you can't play for two weeks? Sure, there is, I'd say, T, you know, and, and, and that's the other thing, you know, we didn't touch on whether a fella doesn't want to play a mark touch on him maybe at the start there, you know, that he might, you know, somebody at home might have an underlying condition and if if anything went wrong, like, I mean, that's why I, my own personal opinion, and, and this is from more wearing the COVID response hat than the GA hat would be, to Jesus, if we could, if we could kind of stick to the the guidelines really strictly mm. for another mm. month, yeah. you know, into the first month, uh, I, the first week, uh, you know, what have we today? The eighth, ninth, tenth of, of of June, the ninth, tenth of July. If cases were really, you know, dead in the water as such at that stage, we might have great optimism, you know, going forward. Like, I I, I think TJ, you have to look at we're eighteen and a half weeks away from that date of the 17th, 18th of October, right? Yeah. Now, 18 and a half weeks backwards, right? I think it was only five days after the first yes. Chinese tourist brought the cases into Italy, right? So an awful lot can happen, lads, I would say, in 18 and a half weeks, do you know? And I think this thing, if you go through it, like, and there's been lads coming out with desperate, strong statements all along and and you know columns and scrap it and all this and it's time to call it off and forget about it for this year it's unprecedented other people coming out with you know Colm O'Rourke being one of the prime ones of that like coming out saying we have to get on with life Colm said the leaving search should have gone ahead and all that I don't think anyone's right or wrong on this I think it's just a fluid kind of a moving uh, situation that we have to you know allow for and 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 run with it week on week. Like I know that there's a council meeting in Clare, we'll say on Friday, which is very important, I'd say, in that all the various stakeholders involved in the response thing would be would be given a chance to where we're at now, if you if you like. And I even think, you know, Joe Cooney being a county councillor who's the Clare County Chairman, uh, would probably be there and probably would be given his take on where the GA stand on it. And I just think we can't really push we have to give ourselves a roadmap, obviously, you know, and say that club championship will have to be done and dusted in 11 weeks and we're making the decision, no Munster club, no Ireland club. But the other side of things, we don't know about spikes and, and, and local areas, TJ, as you said. We don't know what's going to happen there. And, and um, but, you know, I, I just think that we have to just roll with the weeks as we want. The, the temperature testing is a great idea, Anthony, like, 30, I think it's 37 and a half degrees is the temperature that the player, if he's over 37 and a half degrees, he's not allowed in to train on the 29th of June. So I think, you know, the clubs need to be responsible here like and follow the guidelines. And like that's, that is a key guideline. And if we, like we've, the country has done a magnificent job on the coronavirus and let's keep it going is, is the big thing. 
And we can only do that by following the guidelines that have been set out from the government and from the GA. Yeah, I put up I put up a tweet lightheartedly, Mark, there that uh, um, it nearly went viral. I was saying back in the day, club training, the Monday night <laughs> run it out of your session. I said if there was temp- if there was temperature checks going <laughs> in the gate, there wouldn't be too many lads left in and castle anyway, I tell you. To be no about or yeah. new. And would they go home either teach is the other thing? No, I agree. And it's, it's strange, Dale, here, right? We are looking at pitches opening and pubs opening uh, coming at the same time. So I would say for some players, like it's going to be a, a, a nice little challenge. They had loads of time for drinking all along, but the pubs were closed. But look, the reality is it looks like that dealing with COVID is here to stay for the foreseeable future, vaccine or no vaccine. So like, it is good that there is some sort of a protocol there to return to play. I'm probably agreeing with you. We've moved a lot in the last month. Another month would make a significant difference. And what clubs and teams and players do over the next three, four weeks, certainly as groups, I think will be huge. And lads, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it at that. I, I suppose we, we just, we didn't come to any great conclu- conclusions. Uh, we didn't come to any definitive when when we'll be finished and when we won't. The biggest thing I'll take out of this is Mark Landers doesn't want to give up the Monday after the Cork <laughs> final. <laughs> <laughs> Never did, Dela. Never did, boy. That, that was that, when you lift the pillow, uh, lift the head off the pillow, and you know you're after winning the county the day before. Just all the pains and aches are all gone. But I can tell you, there's no worse, there's no worse <laughs> feeling on the Monday morning when you know you're after being bait in the county final that you probably should have won. Like as you know yourself, I know, I know. The only consolation with that is you're probably not exactly uh, heading to work. Probably, and you might meet up with a yeah. few of the boys, and two or three hours later, the pain is slightly eased until Tuesday morning waking up. <laughs> Absolutely. I often found that the Tuesday morning wake up was a good bit harder. When you're after reading the papers, then you've you, you, you the echo read at that stage, and you're after getting probably a, you're oh, probably you after the paper. Clear ratings, and, and they're yeah. not great, and they're giving you a six, and, and they're being sympathetic, <laughs> like. <laughs> Great stuff, boys, as always. And uh, look, pleasure, pleasure. And thanks a million for taking the time out. I was going to talk about who who do you think would win a winter all Ireland and all that sort of stuff. But I think, look, we'll save that one uh, because uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Will it suit Limerick and Tip having gone on their war weather training camps early in the I'd year, Matt? We, we might be as well off. Uh, they'll be going on a skiing a skiing trip the next time, Odela, to prepare for the island. So you see, <laughs> they can go the first two weeks of January, Dela, because I tell you, the file won't be until February. And JP has no problem by and, and sending the boys off. <laughs> <laughs> we, leave, we, we leave it on that note. TJ, don't respond. Please, don't. <laughs> Great stuff, guys. We'll talk, we'll talk to you next week. See you, lads. Thanks again for joining us on the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. And don't forget, you can read the full Irish Examiner and every supplement just as they are printed. Anytime, anywhere, on your phone, your PC or your tablet using our e-paper. Just visit irishexaminer.com forward slash e-paper for all the details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 